looking for stillness, on the invitation to silence and how this is different from being quiet. On Tuesday of last week, I boarded a plane and was flown to Baltimore to eventually stop at Bon Secours Retreat and Conference Center. Many of the rooms, including my own, surround a pond from where you can hear the periodic sounds of frogs against the backdrop of a small waterfall. It's a time away for me, but also a time of exploring and learning. Since last year, I have been in a program to be trained as a spiritual director through Shalane Institute. This second trip to Baltimore marks my second residency. I will have one more paper to finish and some final reflections and requirements in order to complete the program. And while there are differing methods and paths in spiritual direction or spiritual guidance being a less forceful term, the path that Shalane leads one on is a path of contemplation. Listening to more recent writers such as Thomas Merton, but also back to Teresa of Avila, John of the Cross, in addition to other Protestant groups such as Quakers and Baptists. For me, as someone who has done a lot of work personally and professionally in mindfulness, there are many ways that I resonate with what I find here. Many of the readings and practices are about being still, about stopping and breathing, about finding God in whatever space one finds oneself, that God is already there. Today, we are to remain in silence. Or perhaps a better way to language this is to say that we are invited into silence. This means that there are no scheduled activities. Meals are taken in silence, even though you are in a room full of people. Silence does not mean quiet, however. The noises of eating, moving, walking, closing and opening of doors, these sounds all remain. But you are invited into silence. It is without any hint of irony that I also note that the gospel passage for this Sunday is Mark 4, verses 35 through 41. It is important to note that there are many times, especially in the Gospel of Luke, where something happens with Jesus and or the disciples, and then they went to the other side of the lake. Retreat is important. Time away is important. Some of that is the need to rest, but another important piece is the invitation to silence. In the silence, we notice things just as they are. The sounds around us are simply there. My breath is simply present with me. And in all of that, there is the presence of the holy now what happens in this passage is that as the disciples and Jesus are crossing the lake for their time away, there is a strong, sudden storm. Imagine the sounds of the wind, the tossing of the boat on the waves, the sting of rain against face and body. These would all lead most of us to a place of fear about our safety, about what was going to happen next. And Jesus is asleep. 
Now, in one interpretation, we could say that this was because Jesus knows everything and that Jesus knew that the boat would not sink, that no one would be hurt. So naturally, with this knowledge, there is no need to worry. Knowledge equals control for many of us. But another way of looking at this that I find to be more resonant is not one where Jesus knew the outcome. Yes, there was the tossing of the boat, the howl of the wind, the bite of the rain, and it was not that God was causing their distress, but that the holy was present in the distress. The circumstances were in no way quiet, but there was silence there and presence. As I move through my day of silence, there are many noises around me. Even as I am writing, there are chimes that let me know another hour has passed. There are the sounds of water, of birds, of doors opening and closing. And I hope that you too can stop, breathe, and listen to what all is around you. It is not necessarily quiet. But maybe there is silence there and a presence.